Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. I thank God for all that He has done for us. I thank you for blessing us all to be in the land of Thank God for every face that I see. I was preaching in my room. The Lord woke me up and said, Preach. And I said, Okay. So I was preaching in my room by myself. And I went to a lot of places to preach, but nobody wanted to hear the truth. I got doors shut in my face. I got told, don't preach that here, go preach that somewhere else. So I ended up back in my room and just preached in my room. And then the Lord put it on my heart. And I didn't want to. I don't like powerful. But it was on my heart to powerful. So I did. I packed up my car and I left everything that I had. And just what could fit in a little Mazda. And I drove all the way down here. But God blessed the way from point A to point B. I drove 500 miles on a cracked rim that would not even hold air. And I put that green slime stuff in the tire and I it went flat again. So I got out and when I looked, it was just pouring out of the, the rim of one of the spokes. It was almost completely broken. And I, I said, Lord, if you told me to go to Climbing Falls, then I need to get to Climbing Falls. So I had no money. And I called my brother and he said, well, I have a Les Schwab account. So I said, okay. So I looked for the nearest Les Schwab and it was a 500 miles closest to So I said, Lord, if you told me to go to Climbing Falls, I'm just going to So I put air in the tire and launched it and ease out. And I had 18-inch rims and low profiles and there was only that much space. So I just hurried up, filled it up and took off. <laughs> When I started driving, I was going very, very slow. I turned my emergency lights on, and I was like, you're probably going to about 40 miles an hour. It's going to take me a But the Lord told me something during that time. He said, if you have faith, and have faith, you don't have So I said, okay, I will. So I geared it down, and miles an hour. On a broken rim, and I went 500 miles an hour. Let me tell you something. For 500. God tells you to do something, just do it. Don't hesitate. Don't question it. Just do what the Lord puts on your heart to do. Because if he says do something, he will make a way. He will provide whatever you need to get what he said do done. You cannot hold back. You cannot wait. You cannot make your own excuses because then things don't get done. And if he can let a tire stay full of air for 500 miles on the crash trip, he can do a lot of things no idea what all he can do. God has all power in his hand. When Jesus rose from the dead, he told his disciples, all power was given unto me in heaven and in earth. Everything that you need, Jesus has. In every situation, he's got you. There's not a problem that God cannot handle or solve. 
He has He has everything in control. Today we're going to talk about being strong and very courageous. We're going to be reading out of Joshua, the first chapter. I'll be reading that. We'll be going to Mark 16, 14 through 18, Esther 4, 13, Acts 5, 27 through 33. And then when you're there, then you're going to skip down on the same chapter to verse 38 and 34. Acts 7, 54 through 16, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 11, and Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Let us rise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for your many blessings. Thank you for your mighty outstretched hand. Thank you for this opportunity to come together, my God. Lord, remember us. Lord, remember the reason we are here. If you said if you are hungry, you will be satisfied. My Father, satisfy every longing soul. Let this seed be planted upon good ground. And let us bring forth a hundredfold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So in the book of Joshua, the first chapter, the first verse, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant, the Lord. It came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give unto them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto your fathers to give them. Now I want you to think about something. God had, God had sent the children of Israel Moses. And Moses, he he gave Moses the whole Ten Commandments. He gave Moses so many laws and ordinances and, and he gave it all to Moses. Ten of them were written on the stones, but all the rest of them, they were written in a book, in the first five books of the Bible, that he gave Moses how to serve the Lord, how to sacrifice, how to do peace offerings, and sin offerings, and drink offerings, and meat offerings, and he gave Moses all of these commandments and instructions throughout the whole life of Moses for 40 years. And But then Moses died. But he had given everything to the children of Israel. The same thing with Jesus Christ. God sent his only begotten son for us. And Jesus came down here and told us how to keep the commandments in spirit and in truth. He told us how to live exactly like God wanted us to live. He gave us all the instructions. He showed us how to behave ourselves in the house of God. But then one day he had to die. 
But when he died, when Moses died, God raised up Joshua to lead them into the promised land. And when Jesus died, he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I will send the Holy Ghost in my name that will teach you of all things. It is so important to have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because without the Holy Ghost, you cannot enter into the promised land. If Joshua would not have kept the commandments of Moses, the children of Israel would have never made it to the promised land. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're not going to make it into the promised land. The Bible says that after you have received the Holy Ghost, you will be endued with power from on high. You cannot have that power if you don't have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is so important. People play around with the Holy Ghost these days and they speak in an unknown tongue and they act like they have the Holy Ghost and they act like they have this and this, but the Holy Ghost is very important. It's not something to play around with. It is so important. Without it, you're not going to make it into the promised land. Let the Holy Ghost have his way in your life because he will lead you to the promised land, to the new Jerusalem. He will endue you with power from on high. He will explain the scriptures to you. He is the reason you can have the strength to go through your trials and tribulations because Jesus sent the Holy Ghost for that reason to take you to that promised land. The Bible says in Joshua that there will not be a man that can stand before you. And Jesus said, I'm going to send the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. And with the Holy Ghost, there is not a problem in this world that can stand up to you. Because you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You don't have to worry about these problems. You don't have to worry about these little situations. They're only minor very small and they only last for a short period of time although they seem huge and big and like forever but they're not they're very small we're going to mark 16 14 through 18 afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at me and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen and he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. All these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover them. This is the, the signs of the, when you have the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. So if you think you have the Holy Ghost and none of these signs are following you, you don't have the Holy Ghost because some or at least one of these signs will follow you if you have the Holy Ghost. If you, none of these follow you, then you don't have the Holy Ghost and you really need to pray for it, that you get the Holy Ghost, that he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. We get baptized in water for the remission of sin, but Jesus Christ baptizes you with the Holy Ghost and with fire not many days after if you keep on asking for it. And there's another thing that you know the Holy Ghost doesn't only fill you one time. It's not you don't need to only ask the Holy Ghost and then you fill the Holy Ghost and then that's it. The Holy Ghost can fill you over 
and over and over again. You get a glass of water and you fill that glass of water and if you put a cap on it, that water will turn stale and that water will become no good after a while and it will just remain in the glass. But if you have that glass and you continue to pour water in there, that water will always stay fresh and it will run over and whatever's around it will end up getting the same kind of water as you. That's what's supposed to be flowing out of your valley is the rivers of living water. When the Holy Ghost is upon you, people are supposed to be able to feel it. They're supposed to know the difference between the clean and the unclean. You're supposed to be set apart of peculiar people for God. And when you pray, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost, and he does one night, don't say, why well, I got the Holy Ghost, why should I pray for it anymore? No, continue to pray for the Holy Ghost and let him fill you if he wants to every single day that you will always be flowing with rivers of living water. That's when people are healed when they go around you. That's when people are delivered, those that are stuck. That's when the wounds begin to close up. When they are around you is when you are flowing with rivers of living water. Don't be stagnant. Don't just say, well, God filled me with the Holy Ghost and that's that. Don't, don't, don't do all that. Because then you can't help somebody else. You can't be around somebody and they feel the presence of God because you have put a cap on what you got. He said, freely you have received, freely give. God gave you something, give it to somebody else. Help somebody else. Strengthen somebody else. Encourage somebody else. He told Joshua, be strong and very courageous. The word strong means to fasten a bond. When you fasten your eyes on something, you really fast I don't care if it's a man or a woman, a job, a career, a car, a house, a piece of land. When you really fasten your eyes on something, you will do whatever you got to do to get what you want. We're supposed to set our affections on things above and not on things of this earth. When we fasten our eyes on Jesus Christ and we fasten our eyes on the Holy Ghost, we don't let nothing stop us from getting what we want. They can beat us, they can hurt us, they can do whatever the Lord lets them do, and we still will not be moved. What did the three Hebrew boys say? They said, our God is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, but if not, we still won't bow down. They had their eyes fastened on God. They were not going to be persuaded. They were not going to change no matter what. When you fasten your eyes and your affections on things above, these things on this earth won't move you. But when your eyes are kind of down here, anything can move you because your eyes are not stable because the world is going to fall apart. When you want something on this earth so bad until you don't listen to anything, you just want it, that's when you fall. That's when pain and trouble and suffering comes on. But when you set your affections on God, these little things down here on this earth, they don't bother you. They don't, let, they don't make you move. Job lost everything he had. He didn't, he didn't even budge. I can imagine the frustration See, Oh, man. So angry because he could not get Job to move. No matter what he did, 
he couldn't get him to move. This is one, this is some ways it looks like and what happens when you fasten your eyes on the right thing. Strong also means to seize. When you seize the moment of something, if you have an opportunity to pray and you seize that moment, if you have an opportunity to read and you seize that moment, if you have an opportunity to help somebody and you seize that moment, that is what's being strong is all about. When you seize every opportunity, the word strong also means to encourage. When you encourage one another, and not only to encourage each other, but sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Because when the devil comes in at you like a flood, and he begins to fight on this side and that side, and it seems like you cannot make it, and you feel like you're going to give up, you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. When David was fighting and going on and running from his own son, trying to kill him, he said, I encourage myself in the Lord. Sometimes you just got to sit back and say, you know what, Lord, I don't care what I'm going through. I just want to thank you because you have brought me this for me. You have done this for me. I might not make it till tomorrow, but I have made it this far because of you. You have brought me out of darkness into your marvelous light. I just want to thank you for that. And when you begin to praise God and to thank him for what he's already done, the doors open for things that he will do for you because he inhabits the praises of Israel. You got to be strong and encourage yourself sometimes. Sometimes your friends and your family and your even your pastors, the bishops, the people in the church, they're not going to be there for you because they can't always be there for you. In the midnight hour, I'm probably snoring and you need help. You can call me, but it is a 50-50 maybe that I hear or may not hear my phone. So you have to sometimes encourage yourself because Jesus will never leave you. He will never have his phone on silent. He will never accidentally forget that it was on do not disturb. He will never do that to you. It doesn't matter what time of day or night or situation or any place that you're at. If you call on Jesus, he will be there and give you the strength that you need to proceed. The word strong also means obstinate. Now, obstinate can be a very good thing and obstinate can be a very bad thing. And the reason is because obstinate means that no matter what you face, you're going to do it anyway, even if you think you're going to lose. See, the children of Israel, they have God. And when they came out of Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea, and the people around them, the, the people in the land of Canaan, they heard all what God did for the children of Israel. And the Bible said that they would lose their courage, their strength, their hearts would fail them. They knew that the children of Israel have a God of gods that you cannot beat. So then God would have to give them an obstinate heart because they weren't going to go fight. They, they knew it was a lose-lose. They was not going to win. So they weren't going to go fight, but God wanted to give the children of Israel the land. So then he said, well, I'm going to give them an obstinate heart. And what that means is that they knew they were going to lose, but they were going to do it anyway. They were going to go for it. I know I'm going to die. I'm going to try. You need an obstinate heart to serve the Lord. That no matter what the devil comes at you with, you're going to go for it anyway. I may feel weak today and I may not feel like I can make it, but guess what? I'm going to stand up and I'm going to go for it. These are some people that had an obstinate heart. We're going to Esther 4.13. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, 
And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. Esther, she knew the law of the kingdom. If you walk into that inner court, and the king does not hold out his golden scepter, there's only one decree for you, and you will die. Whether it was man, woman, child, it doesn't matter. You die. And so she said, you know what? I could perish, but I'm going to do it. Because these are our people, and we have God. And we know that if we trust in God, everything will be just fine. So she said, I'm going to do it anyway. If I perish, I perish, but I'm going to go in for the king. I'm going to see what happens. And when she went in before the king, God gave her favor, and he stretched out his golden scepter, and she touched the top of it. And from that day, everything turned around. Everything. Sometimes you have to just go for it. It can, it can be bad, it can look horrible, it can look dangerous, but if you just take that leap of faith and go for it anyway, in the name of Jesus, everything will turn around for you. Everything. From that day on, they have victory. She just had to go and do that. She just had to. It doesn't matter if I die, I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to Acts, the fifth chapter, 27 to 32. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we Stradley's command you that ye should not teach in his, this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intended to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him had God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins and we are his witnesses of this these things and so is also the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to them that obey him and now I say unto you refrain from these men and let them alone for if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye can not overthrow it, lest happily ye be found, even to fight against God. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. You know, they got these apostles, they threw them in prison. They told them they couldn't preach in the name of Jesus, but see, they were so steadfast on they were going to do it anyway until they told them we ought to obey God rather than man. You can tell us what you want. And there's another scripture that says, I will not suffer no more to come upon you than you're able to bear, but will with the temptations make a way for you to escape. And so when they were in prison, they could not preach the gospel while they were in prison. So God made a way for them to get out that time. And one of the priests, he's, he, God put the words in his mouth to say, you know what? Let these men go. Because if this is from God, you're going to be fighting against God. You're not going to stop it. It's impossible to beat God. 
So if this is from God, you're not going to stop it. So they beat him first and then let him go. But they went away rejoicing that they were able and worthy to suffer shame for his name. Sometimes when you go through something, you should be happy. Because if you are fighting for your life and for what you believe, it's only because the devil hates the destination that God has planned for you. And he's trying to stop you and he don't want you to get there. So he puts as many obstacles in your way as he possibly can. So we should count it joy. We should rejoice when people hurt us or despitefully use us or lie on us. Or if we should be happy about that if we have the Holy Ghost and we're running the right way. Because if you're running the wrong way and people talk bad about you, then that just is sad for you. But when you have the Holy Ghost and you're running the right direction, it's joyful when people try to stop you. Because that means you are on your way to that promised land. The children of Israel, they had fights from the third day they left Egypt. First they were going to get killed and then they went through the Red Sea. And then after they went through the Red Sea, they go and they don't want to let them cross their land. So they had to come out and they had to fight. They always had to fight. But once they got to that place, the children of Israel said, they said, truly, it is a land that flows with milk and honey. I could imagine that grape when you get one cluster and two people have to carry it. I haven't seen a grape that big ever. I would like to. One grape could probably fill you up there with that big. Two people had to carry one cluster of grapes. And I know way on the scale so bad. A bunch of clusters. And it's this much. <laughs> you know, small. But their fruit was that big. I could imagine a pomegranate. Man, that thing was huge. And so they said, truly, it is a land that filled with milk and honey, but they didn't get the land because they were afraid to go and fight for what God had given them. We cannot be afraid to stand up for what we believe, to fight to the death if possible or if necessary, to stand up for what we believe because the new Jerusalem is truly a land that flows with milk and honey, a land that there's no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears, no more mistakes, no more suffering. It is a land that will never end. That is worth fighting. That is definitely worth fighting. If I need to cry today, go ahead and bring the tears because that is worth fighting for. If I have to fight till the day that Jesus calls me home, bring the fight because that land is worth fighting for. And I will stand up for what I believe and I will fight till the day he calls me home because when he calls you home, all of this is gone. The Bible says that that place is so good, you won't even remember a day on this earth. Man, bring the fight. I got two good arms and hands and I know how to use Through Jesus Christ, of course, not on my own. We're going to 1 Peter 5, 6, 3, 11. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you, casting all your care upon him, when he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion, walking without, seeking whom he may devour. For whom is a steadfast in faith, knowing that the same convictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. God of all grace, who hath called us unto eternal peace and eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. You know, after we have suffered a while, we're not going to suffer always. It's impossible. Even if we suffered until the day that we die, then it's an eternity of happiness. So the suffering is going to end one day. But if we don't fight for what we believe in now, when he calls us home, 
then that's when our suffering starts for eternity. And that never ends also. We have that option. We can either go spend it with Jesus or we can go spend it with Satan. But those are our only options. There is nothing in between. So you suffer now, you rejoice later, or you rejoice now when you suffer later. But suffering is going to happen one way or another, either now or later, but it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You can't get away from it. You may as well embrace it today, go through it now, and rejoice later. Because it's going to happen. Pain and suffering is going to happen, period. There's no getting away from it. There's no getting around it. You, all you can do is postpone the inevitable. That's all you can do is postpone the inevitable. And if God gives you your portion now, that's sad. Because that means that you also have your other portion in hell throughout eternity. So don't desire your portion now. Be content with such things as you have and want your portion in heaven. And he'll bless you on this earth. That's, a, that's another promise he made. He will bless you on this earth. He will sustain you. He will make sure you have everything you need. He will keep you with joy and gladness. He will give you peace of mind. He said he did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. No matter what's going on, you will have that confidence that everything's going to be okay. No matter how hard it may seem to get, you will have peace of mind and it will not destroy you. When you're in the world and you don't have Jesus and you begin to fight on every side, people commit suicide because they can't handle it. We cannot handle to fight the devil. We can't. People kill themselves. They, they just go to drugs. They go to so many things to try to get their mind off of what's really going on. But when you have the Holy Ghost, no matter how hard it gets, you have that peace of mind that everything's going to be okay. You don't think about committing suicide. You don't turn to anything. You may cry, but you turn to God. And he takes care of it. He says, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. He cares how we feel. He cares of every tear we cry. He cares of the pain that we go through. He cares. And there's nothing new under the sun. It's not like we all of a sudden got hit and he didn't see that one coming. That's not the way that works. Jesus went through everything you can possibly think of going through. He went through all, and he overcame it. So now we know that we can overcome it because he did. All you need is that keeping power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus, that he will take good care of you. It goes on to say in Joshua, verse 7, it says, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. You know, you make your own way prosperous. You make your own way hard or you make your own way prosperous jesus gave us the choice he gave us the tools he gave us everything that we need and now we make our own selves a hard and heartache and, and bitterness i remember when i was little and well not really little i'm 17 and i i was anointed the deacon of the church and i i was running for god with everything that i possibly could do 
I remember when Brandon and Mark and Joe, they would tell me, let's go play basketball, let's go to the park, and I would say, no, I got to And they would get frustrated, they would go play. But I had to leave. I wanted to spend time with God as much as possible. And then I met this girl, and my mom said, no, son, no, that is not the right girl for you. But she acted like she was the right girl for me, and I went for I mean, I was trying to proceed with caution, but the Bible says you cannot take fire in your bosom and not get burned. You can't. You cannot be with somebody that doesn't know God and expect to convert them. Jesus said, he told the Solomon, the wisest man on the earth, he said, don't be with the wrong woman because they will turn your heart from serving me. He didn't say it's possible, they might, it's going to be hard. He said they will. And so I did. I, I didn't really listen. I really was into her and I went to this party and I told her I don't drink, I don't smoke. Oh no, no, everything's fine. And she gave me some jungle juice. And I had no idea what jungle juice was. And it's a mixed drink. And I tasted it. Well the devil's cunning. When I tasted it I knew I didn't want it and I shouldn't drink it. But I didn't know why I didn't want it. I didn't know what it was. I had never drank your hard alcohol a day in my life. So I didn't know. But the devil used scripture. Eat what is set before you and ask no question. He did. He sure did. So then I got these scriptures going through my mind to eat what is set before you and ask no questions. And I said, okay. So then I drank it. But when I drank it, since I had never drank hard alcohol before, it immediately went straight to the head. And I looked at her and I looked at my brother and I said, oh no. <laughs> and from that day, I felt a different person. It was like a different person arose. And I never stopped. I never I cried, I prayed, but I had too much shame to go and say, this is what I did last night. I had too much shame, and that's what the devil does. You can't tell nobody, you gotta hold this with them. They're gonna look at you different, they're gonna look at you bad. So I don't want any of you to go through the same thing. If you make a mistake, the Bible says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. If you slip, don't be so full of pride or embarrassment till you can't say nothing. If you slip, say something and get prayer and get help because if people look down on you, that's up to them and God, you did your part to ask for help. Now, I know I'm not saying just go and tell some random person and then everything, that's really not gonna help you. But go to somebody that is full of faith in the church and tell them, this is what I did, I slipped. You don't have to go into detail, but if you just say, look, I made a mistake, I slipped, and we can pray for you. Don't fight by yourself. I made that mistake, and 22 years later, I was turning up the bottle. Left the church, because they said you can't preach if you're not living it. I left the church, I left everything. I even ended up in North Carolina. 22 years later, I was so stuck, I knew I was going to hell. I had dreams that I was going to hell, and I just could not change. I couldn't shake it. I cried, and I banged on my steering wheel, and I said, God, why can't I change? But the Lord said, you tie yourself up by the cords of your own sin. You put yourself in prison. You made your road hard. You did all of this because you want it. God doesn't make our road hard. The devil tries, but God gives us that peace of mind and the strength to carry on. We make our road so hard we can't get out of it. We make the saying as you made your bed, you got to lay in it. We make it so hard till we're uncomfortable. We do that. But there's always good news. Jesus says, cast your cares on me. I know what you did. I know that bed is very hard. I know that path you created is just unbearable to walk on. But if you let me to help you, I'll get you out of it. 
but sometimes it hurts because he has to take everything away from you to mold you and to make you again into something useful and it does not feel good in the making because he has to crush you all the way down to the bottom and restart and it don't feel good but if you let him do it you will be fit for the master's use you will come out okay all we have to do is be strong and very courageous don't give in don't settle for less. You deserve the best, get the best. And that is the Holy Ghost. Don't stop praying for the Holy Ghost. If you think you have the Holy Ghost, still pray that God fills you with the Holy Ghost. If you don't think you have the Holy Ghost, pray that God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Either way it goes, pray that he fills you with the Holy Ghost. Always. Because when you have the Holy Ghost and you read the Bible, you will understand it. When you have the Holy Ghost, you can pray and God will listen. When you have the Holy Ghost, you can endure all the trials and temptations. The Holy Ghost is the keeping power. It is the comforter. Without it, you're nothing. Without it, we can do nothing. So we don't need to just want the Holy Ghost. We need to fasten our eyes upon the Holy Ghost and desire it with everything that we got. Amen. Don't just, oh, okay, I'm going to pray. I know I need it. I'm just, I'm going to pray. No, pray for the Holy Ghost. Seek the Holy Ghost. Long for it. Want it with everything you got. Don't let nothing stop you from getting it. And if you believe you have it, don't let nothing stop you from getting a double portion. Don't ever let it stop. Because that's the only thing that's going to take us through this year. This life. This generation. The world is twisting so bad. So fast. But with the Holy Ghost, it won't bother us. It won't. He said you can see thousands fall on that side and ten thousand on this side. They won't come back. When have the Holy Ghost. Always pray for the Holy Ghost. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be We're going to open the altar if anyone needs prayer. Just come up. Thank you, my God, for everything that you have done for us. I thank you, my God. 
God for your many blessings for your mighty outstretched hand. I thank you because there is no God like unto thee. You are the only true and living God. And I thank you for your many blessings. I thank you for sending your only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. My Father, you know every thought in this church, my God. Hallelujah.
My God, remember all the children, oh Lord God. My Father, watch over each and every one of the children. Don't let the devil have them. Don't let his symptom is weak. Don't let him be so tempted until they fall for it. But give them all the heart of understanding that they will choose to do the right and leave the wrong, my God. Remember all the children, oh Lord God. Protect them in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, protect each and every one of them. Guard their hearts. Guard their minds. Guard their souls. Guard their eyes. And guard their ears. In Jesus' wonderful mighty name. My Father, bless them when they go to school. Bless them when they go out to play. Bless them, my God, when they're at the house. Lord, bless these children, my God, to learn to yes, love you, yes. to follow after you. Yes, my Father, let them know yes. that you care, yes. that you love them, yes. that you will do anything for yes, them. Lord, you yes. said, I will kill a whole nation for yes. one of your children. Yes, my Father, you will fight for us, Lord, and we thank you. We are your children. We are the sheep of your pasture. My Father, correct us when we need to be corrected. Hold us when we need to be molded. Break us down when we need to be broke down. My Father, and lift us up when we need to be lifted up. My God, encourage us when we cannot go on in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let your will be done in each and every one of our lives, my God. Strengthen us and keep us under the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, what they see. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, what they see. There's a father up above looking down with terror. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, what they see. Watch your ears, watch your ears, what they hear. Watch your ears, watch your ears, what they hear.
listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you and may he forever keep you